Goldthorpe is number one. A kickstart for Australia. Gold in a world record. Now it's Donovan Bailey trying to pick up runners. Donovan Bailey is putting on the third. A perfect score, 10.0 for Nancy Cavanici, a perfect score. The first time I've never seen anyone get a So in over 100 years, nobody's won as many medals at the Olympic Games in any sport than this great champion, Michael Phelps. Usain Bolt, sprinting ahead, winning by daylight and setting a world record. 9.68, the wind is okay. How easy was that? It is Off The Podium, an Olympics podcast coming to you for day eight of Tokyo 2020. And once again, it is a golden day for Australia. And once again, it is a silver day for Canada because the curse is, I really don't know what's it doing. Is it in or out of the purse? Because apparently silver is good enough in some of our host's eyes. Others, it's not. Maybe I'll have to get the actual final say here from our third party on this show. But big day, and I should mention a record-breaking day for Australia as well. Emma McKeon is officially in the record books as the equal greatest medal winner in the history of Australia and the Olympic Games. And we'll no doubt talk a little bit about her today, as well as a gold, a silver, and a couple of bronzes for us, including one that was sort of handed to us. But I'm still thinking that one person will be happy about that one. And he's on the line with me right now. It is the man who wishes he could get handed a bronze by walkover. It is Mr. Jared Lubick. Jared, welcome back to Off the Podium. Thank you. It's great to be back. And um, it's nice that the uh, medal hall is continuing at this point in time. I feel like we're about to get to a couple of days that are a bit more sparse. So I'm enjoying it while it lasts. Yes. Well, that is exactly it. We've got one more day of swimming, right? So uh, there you go. Uh, Colin, not joining us tonight. You will hear his voice on the commentary. So uh, he, I think, has decided to pull a sickie because right now, as we are recording this, Heat 5 of the men's 100 metres is about to happen and a certain Andre de Grasse is about to run in this one. So we may be slightly distracted here because I would like to see how Mr. DeGrasse goes in this one. A real medal shot for Canada, of course. Got the silver in Rio, uh, or did he get the bronze? He got the silver because he got the bronze in the relay. I knew he got a silver and a bronze. But uh, just while we're slightly distracted here, before we talk about the days here, have you been... I'm liking his glasses here, Jared. It's kind of Mm. got like a bit of a fashion statement here from Andre. We've lost a saying, so now all of a sudden we've got... uh, Andre with like the gold Ray-Bans. I don't know what you would call these. Yeah, I feel like somebody has to pick up the slack for the style points. It feels like like the men's 100 metres is such like a showy event, but this year, like this Olympics, we're not getting a lot of that um, at the starting line. Yeah, it's, I mean, again, is it the lack of a sane? Is it the lack of the crowds? Like, I, I know Channel 7 are dubbing over the crowd, which is cool in some ways, but I kind of want to hear it without the crowd. I want to hear 100 metres just like in a pin drop silence stadium of just like other sort of officials and everything going around there. But it does look weird, doesn't it, seeing just like these, this is this is the one that I thought would look the weirdest when it comes to the Olympics and no fans. Yeah, it definitely does. But I do like, I feel like, the like we've been let down in terms of the atmosphere i suppose but they've brought in like so many cool like innovations i don't know if you saw the um i don't know if they've been showing it in the men's but the 
graphic where they're showing where the runners are hitting their top speed. Um, oh, yeah. Showing yeah, in the women's, which I think That's is really great. cool. Yeah, no, I agree with that. That was I've, I've got that actually written on my notes as one of the really, really cool things that they've done. I mean, we haven't really talked much about it in the swimming. Like, I really like that top speed graphic that they kind of show now because you can kind of see who's actually gaining or who's actually mm. doing really, really well. We're obviously delaying talking about the day because um, – they're introducing our runners right now. I will say uh, we've got great commentary tonight on the show. Obviously, we didn't have any last night, but tomorrow we will pretty much be recording there and thereabouts around the uh, the men's 100 metres. So uh, that's kind of going to be almost a, a live commentary that we'll be doing while we're recording, given that the uh, the athletics, uh, the 100 metres, both men's and women's, is quite late. Uh, I'm looking at the Omanian. Uh, does it look like he's the word Oman is peeling off his shirt there? Gee, they really didn't spare much money on the nice. Omanian mm. uh, shirts there. Um, we are recording this probably. Uh, we won't be able to give you the 100-meter women's results tonight, but uh, we'll see how long we go. And look at DeGrasse. He's looking happy. There he is. Bit of a bit of a showmanship there. With, he's got the golden chain on. I don't, I don't know about these Canadian uniforms, though. It's not very Canadian to me. It's kind of almost like a salmon color. Mm. I don't know. It doesn't salmon stand out gray. enough. Yeah. I don't know where they get that from Canada. But anyway, um, clearly looking at the tightness of his shorts there, that'll be a news.com to their uh, storyline talking about the size of Andre de Grasse's manhood there, of course, no doubt. And uh, yes, this is this is the most exciting we've ever been to a start of off the podium. Like, golden day for Australia, record breaking, everyone shut up, the heat five of the men's 100 metres is on. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I love athletics. I always forget how much athletics is entertaining to watch at the Olympics. It's just so good too how like they're able to cut away between like events. Like there's not much filler, which is great. Yeah, exactly. We're swimming, you know, we've got 50 interviews basically with families and everything. I mean, I love the swimming, don't get me wrong, but you don't have swimming field events. All right, we're about to start on their blocks and they're away. Oh, no, false start. Who was that? Jared, who did that? I don't know. I'm blaming the Omanian. It's the stuff peeling off his shirt. <laughs> it's kind of getting in the way there. No, they're focusing on the Nigerian here. Uh, this is Divine Oduduru. What a name, Divine. Yeah, it wasn't a Divine. So, oh, where was a false start there? That was interesting. I mean, I'm no Bruce McAvaney, Jared, but, uh, I mean, I'm not sure about that. Did that look like a false start to you? No. Obviously, the yeah, commentators here just the replay and I'm just like, mm. <laughs> Yeah. The, the officials there are looking at their, um, I don't know, iPad checking in there. Uh, this is, again, we're, we're so happy to have everybody joining us on Off the Podium tonight. We really didn't plan for this to be so. We, we probably should have waited until this heat was over, possibly. But, uh, yes, obviously we're not commentating on it. But uh, just quickly, while they're lining up on the blocks, I'm going to I'll ask you quickly about Ash because this is kind of almost breaking news right now that uh, Ash and John have been given the bronze because uh, Novak and his partner have uh, pulled out of the bronze medal match because, unfortunately, Novak lost his bronze in the singles. And, uh, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, he has to back that up. He's lost two matches in basically 24 hours and then to come out again and uh, obviously feel very sad for his partner. But, I mean, I'm sure he's probably thinking ahead to the US Open in about a month, right? So, I mean... Look, I know you're not a huge Novak fan, but I mean, how how do you feel about uh, Barty getting a medal, John getting a medal, and kind of in a bit of a, a, a dead rubber sort of, uh, yeah, not a very exciting fashion. Yeah, I, I feel like it's a, it's a disappointing way to medal, and just this, the scheduling obviously wasn't planned very well. But I think I saw a comment today that was kind of like, why don't they like run the tennis over two weeks to like 
not have like these issues with scheduling. Obviously, that stadium is going to be free because it's specifically a tennis court. Um, but I think it's to do with obviously the athletes want to get back to uh, the ATP and WTA schedule and the fact that like it's kind of sandwiched in here between Grand Slams. Um, but yeah, it's just odd scheduling. I think he had like 20 minutes was how much time he was meant to have between the end of the men's singles bronze medal match and the start of this match, which obviously is not a lot of time, particularly when that match went to three sets. So um, yeah, just odd scheduling and just a bit, at least it was the bronze. I feel like gold, silver playoff, if you win that by a walkover, you're always going to have kind of an asterisk next to your gold medal. Uh, but here, I feel like it doesn't mean quite as much. Just quickly, another false start in this uh, heat. This first time I've seen false starts. Do you do you think, had it been the gold medal match that Novak would have pulled out, I feel if it was not, I don't think he would have. Because, I mean, I guess you could then have the sort of technical that if he won the gold, he sort of technically got a golden grand slam in some ways. Yeah, I think that was probably going into his decision as well. The fact that, one, like you'd want to be winning the gold, but also if it's the gold medal match, you know that if you lose, like you're at least coming away with silver. Whereas here, if he plays and plays terribly because he's exhausted, then he's coming away with nothing. Yeah, that's a that's a very valid point. But I mean, I'm 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 thrilled for Ash, and not to take away from John Pierce because uh, you know obviously it's a great achievement for him. But for Ash to come off Wimbledon to sort of come in and, and say that she wanted to commit the Olympics, I saw the interview with her and John how they both said this was a big priority for them. And I, I'm an advocate for tennis at the Olympics, so I like it when you get the best players in the world going there. And obviously the heartbreak Ash had in the singles and a bit of a heartbreak in the quarters, and it was a heartbreak in the semis. So I mean, again, not the fashion that we wanted her to win a medal in, but. Australia's first tennis medal since 2004. And that was coming off the back of three medals in a row, of course. Gold in Atlanta, silver in Sydney for the Woodies. And then, obviously, Alicia Mollett got it in uh, in the singles. Yelena Dokic, really close to a medal, got uh, lost the bronze medal game in Sydney. So, I mean, as a, as a massive tennis fan, I mean, this is, this is a win for you, for Australia to finally uh, pick up uh, a medal for the first time in uh, 17 years in Olympic Games. Yeah, definitely overdue. Both, like, our, the Australian men and women have been doing so well lately. Uh, and really, it feels like building up the ranks, not just Ash obviously being world number one, but all the like the others as well. Um, and I feel like there's not so many team events in tennis like it is at points in time a really individual sport. So to have the chance to represent your country uh, in for Ash in all three of the events, I think uh, massive for her and great that she's come away with something out of it. Again, we realise today has been a very golden day for Australia and a record-breaking day. We're not trying to take away from that achievements. We usually leave with the headlines and thought just quickly, though, while we've had two uh, false starts and Devine's been disqualified, so hopefully the third time lucky here in heat number five of the men's. If this was anyone else, but uh, DeGrasse would probably be focused on uh, talking about the, the golden day for Australia, but we're about to see this right now. And can we get away third time? Lucky, we can. It looks like it. DeGrasse has got a good start. He's running out strong. But the Americans looking good. But here comes DeGrasse. DeGrasse is sprinting through. DeGrasse is going to win this. DeGrasse is going to win the heat. He looks across the same bolt style almost as if to say like, hey, I'm beating you. 9.90 as well. Which, if I'm not mistaken, is that a personal best for Andre or is that equal his personal best? So he's got to like that. Uh, that has equaled his personal best. His previous personal best was 9.90. He's come out and done it again. Wow. Jared, that's a bit of a statement. It was very impressive. Like such a fast heat too. And the fact that we've lost, potentially lost, uh, Bromwell or whatever his name is, who was getting talked up by channel seven. Um, <laughs> you've got to feel that 
Degrasse has to be one of the red hot favorites to um to take out the gold with a run like that just in the heats. Great to see it. There you go. It's the glasses, Jared. To me, it's the mm-hmm. glasses. I, I'm going to say that. All right. Now that we've gotten that over and done with, uh, let's talk about the day for Australia. A gold, a silver, and three bronze. I mean, technically. Ashes and John's medal will be added tomorrow by the terms of the official status of how it has happened. It's like technically we've got another gold. We we will get a gold in sailing tomorrow, uh, but uh, we can talk a little bit about that very, very shortly. But uh, in terms of the race that we're going to hear very, very shortly that uh, you gladly joined us today, Jared, the 200 back. Uh, Kayla McEwen did the double, 100 and 200, the first time Australia's ever won a gold medal in this event, defeating her arch nemesis, Kylie Mass, our good friend here and off the podium, and a bronze, almost as exciting for Emily Seabom to take that. Uh, it was a great race. Uh, Kylie Mass led about 80% of that race, and I thought, well, here she goes. She's going to get the gold. And look, I would, I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't have been overly disappointed had uh, that been that way and had been gold to Canada and silver and bronze to Australia, but... It was, a, it was a great race. Kaylee took it. She did the double pistol at the end. Kind of great celebration. You're going to see that in a few montages in the next week, I'm sure. But uh, what did you think of it? You, you were next to us, Jared. You got to call it. You did a great job. Yeah, it was such a good race. Um, yeah, it really did look Kylie was gonna, that Kylie was going to take it out. But i just so happy, particularly for Emily Seabom. Just, um, she got really, obviously, emotional after winning that. And then, obviously, the really nice moment, too, where... Um, Kaylee and Emily both stood on the gold medal position on like the dais and, and awarded the medals to one another. Um, that was just a really nice touch. I have to say the, yeah, the interview with Emily straight after the race where she was full on in tears was just, uh, great to see. And yeah, the moment on the, on the dais, as you said, uh, sort of, uh, Kaylee asked Emily to present her with the medal and then uh, got her up there for the national anthem. And I did like uh, Kaylee McEwen's sister Taylor shared on Instagram a photo of Kaylee McEwen. Uh, I don't know how old she would have been, but she got a photo taken with Emily Seabom like around, I think, the Beijing Olympics when uh, Emily Seabom made her debut like a little girl. That Just love to see it. Such a nice little photo. Uh, so, yeah, great result there. And Kylie Mass, we, I mean, Kylie Moss, sorry. I did w- watch the replay back and seriously, Channel 7 have just given up on calling her a correct name. Everything is Kylie Moss. Um, she she genuinely looked disappointed. She uh, I mean she led the majority of that race, but from what I'm seeing, the Canadian media, as they do, praise her to Kingdom Come, which as they should. Uh, great result for her. But um, I mean, how do you view this curse in the purse, Jared? Because I mean, look again, we have an individual medalist. I get it. It's a good thing. And for Colin, he's taking it. He's very Canadian. But we're Australian. You know, we see gold at the Olympics, <laughs> summer at least. Uh, I mean, how do you view this? Is the curse in the purse because we've got two silvers out of one of our guests? Or is it not? Or is it just a me thing as we talked about last night? I feel like I'm sitting on the fence. I feel like it's it's not broken, but it's not active anymore. It's just kind of in this in-between phase. I really feel like we do need like a gold to just say like it's over, it's done. Um but I suppose now we can say to athletes, if you come on the show, you may win a medal, just not gold. Yeah, well, that's a good incentive. If I was an athlete on a random podcast, I, I would probably take that. But maybe, again, we should entice him and say that Colin's doing the interview and then uh, we'll come across and uh, sneak me in there because, again, I, I just think I'm the problem because none of the athletes that I've interviewed or been involved in. Because the, the other one actually... Uh, that I realised today, I heard them talking during the sailing coverage 
Uh, and again, uh, we're jumping a little bit ahead of ourselves with this one. But of course, uh, Matt Worm will win a gold medal tomorrow. Uh, this was a race that Tom Burton won, of course, in Rio. And we had Tom Burton on the show not long after Rio. Matt Wern knocked Tom Burton out from coming back for back-to-back gold. So therefore, just like Catherine Skinner, Tom Burton did not qualify for these games. So therefore, there's three athletes now that could have come back and defended their, uh, their, their gold medals that I was on an interview with and none of them qualified. So shit. This is me, Jared. <laughs> it's not a great track record, is it? Yeah, I'm just seeing now Brandon Walker's not qualifying for Beijing. I've screwed this up. Um, also in the pool, Ariane Titmus got a silver in the 800. Katie Ledecky. I have to say, the one thing I loved about this was when they Channel 7 did the interview with uh, Katie and Ariane afterwards. And, of course, Channel 7 have just been blowing this up like this is, like, the biggest duel ever. And I love how Ariane Titmus is just basically like, yeah, I feel like you guys play this up as something that it's more than it is. It's really nothing. Like, we're actually good friends and we just, we respect each other. And, like, you can tell that, like, they're literally standing next to each other, kind of just chilling. Um, and yet even the, the guy behind the, the pool was like, oh, no, I was going to ask you about Paris, but maybe I'll take a step back. Um, I mean, like, great for Ariane to get a silver, but... At the end of the day, I think Katie Ledecky was always winning this. She's become the first American swimmer to ever win three in a row, uh, I believe. So, I mean, this this is this is a great result for her. And as they say, oh, two each for um, Katie and Ariane. But I don't think Ariane was ever talked up as a possibility of winning this event. No, I feel like that wave kind of grew throughout. Like, it was always like, oh, well, this is Ledecky's, like, pet event. Like, she's going to go in the favourite. But then just riding off as... Australians are want tending to do, particularly the the media, riding off. I suppose the two wins they wanted to build this up as uh, Ledecky versus Titmus 3.0, um, and even throughout the race, like the whole like, oh, she's within. Like if she's within this a certain amount of time, she's going to be able to catch her and mow her down. Um, so yeah, just just typical Channel Seven. I hate to the like immediately after an athlete's won a medal, like we're talking about Paris. Yeah. Like I'm just like just like it's three years away. Great if they're if they're there, but can we just like how they tried to like lock Jess Fox in or Jess Fox is c- confirmed for Paris? I'm like you are the ones who asked her to say something in French in relation to Paris, like 2024. She didn't say it herself. Yeah. <laughs> she just said what you told her to say. Like like she's locked in. She's confirmed. She's going to Paris. I'm like mm, she hasn't, but okay. The, the one question I have to ask about that, though, like, uh, it's been a long time since I've done French. Uh, I mean, how do we know she didn't say, like, fuck off Channel 7, I haven't made my mind up about Paris yet? <laughs> I mean, we, we don't know what she asked or what yeah. she said. So, Bonjour, Paris, I definitely won't be there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, there, there's a possibility there that she kind of just blew off all of France. Um, mm. But, yeah, look, i got to say, like, we've kind of commented a few times that... Uh, the Ariane Titmus inflation is a bit on the nose, particularly when you do have someone like Kaylee McEwen, who has also won two gold and a bronze. Ariane Titmus, of course, has won two gold, a silver and a bronze. But then let's talk about Emma McKeon here because she's part of the 4 by one medley relay that took a bronze today, an event which is weirdly fascinatingly entertaining. Shut up, Colin. You're an idiot. This was like such an entertaining race because it's just so all over the shop that you just don't know what is happening until the final 50. Now, I know Channel 7's now jumped on the bandwagon of, you know, this is, uh, you know, she's equaled the record. And admittedly, I'm not trying to say that we've been inflating this whole time. We jumped on the bandwagon a couple of days ago too. So clearly it was something that was kind of freshly unaware there. But I mean, it's just all this focus has been on Ariane. I just feel so bad 
that this is something that kind of is getting overshadowed. Uh, not to take away from Ariane's achievements, I mean, she's won four medals, but so is Emma McKeon. Uh, I mean, this is a this is a, a huge achievement, nine Olympic medals. She's equaled Liesl Jones and Ian Thorpe's record for most ever medals in Olympic Games by an Australian. She can break this record tomorrow if she medals in the 50-metre free, an event that she's uh, gone out and set the Olympic record in, so there's a high chance that she could do it. And maybe if they sub her in for the 4 by 100 medley as well, she could go for 11. I don't know. But, I mean, th- this is a massive achievement. We talked about Penny Alexiak during the week for Canada, but, I mean, this is something that we've now, luckily in our lifetime, seen three times in our lifetime, but uh, a great achievement for Emma. Yeah, huge. And something that, yeah, I feel like it's not being talked up enough. Um, I mean, maybe it's because she's current, like maybe in the in the future she's recognised as an amazing swimmer. Like it feels like as time goes on, we, we look back and immortalise people. Um, but yeah, just to be up with like those names with, with Ian Thorpe and Liesl Jones is just, it's massive. I think they, they had a comparison graphic up on the uh, Channel 7 uh, Instagram today and they kind of showed the medals and everything won by each of them. And it's kind of like, I know people often will talk about Ian Thorpe being our greatest Olympian. And I guess if you break the tie break, he is because he's won the most gold between the three. But like, I, I'm always one of these people that like, yeah, okay, I get it. Gold's weighted a little bit more, you know, that's first. But I mean, if you, if you won nine bronze, and, you, you know, Ian Thorpe's won five gold, three silver, and a bronze. Like, I mean, okay, it doesn't sound on paper, but you still won nine Olympic medals. That's how they're talking up Katie Ledecky as the greatest swimmer of all time. Now, I'm just looking up her stats. She's won nine Olympic medals, six gold, three silver. She's not even the most decorated female swimmer in American history. Uh, Alison Smith, uh, 10 medals in total, four gold, three silver, three bronze. She's also at these Olympics, we should mention as well. Um, and, of course, Natalie Coughlin, Co- I believe that's the Coughlin, Coughlin, uh, between 2004-2012, 12 medals, only three of them gold, four silver, five bronze. So obviously, they've gone, oh, she only won three gold. So that's maybe why they're kind of, you know, looking down on that slightly. But to, for the comparisons for people at home, McKean's now won three gold, two silver, four bronze. Thorpe, as I just mentioned, five gold, three silver, one bronze. Liesl Jones, three gold, five silver. She hates silver, I can imagine. <laughs> And one bronze. I mean, how do you weight it? Like, again, I get it. Gold is weighted a little bit more. But at the same time, you're a nine-time Olympic medalist. That sounds pretty bloody good on paper to me. Yeah, I think so. I think you've just got to look at that. Um, I think, like, the amount of medals, yeah, gold's going to it. But then I think also just, like, the events themselves. Like, where are these medals coming from? Not to, like, dismiss medals coming from relay, but obviously winning a medal in an individual event kind of weights more, but then at, I suppose at the same time, it really depends on what your split was in that relay. If you're swimming faster in the relay than you were in your individual event, then basically it's in an individual medal. If you're the one who's contributed to getting that for the team. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm just looking here in terms of if you were to tell me the greatest ever Olympian uh, in terms of medals won without ever winning a gold medal. Now, if you get this, Jared Lubick, I will personally fly you to the US Open in September. Can you tell me the greatest Olympian to have won 10, they've won 10 medals, four silver and six bronze, never won a gold medal? No idea. Uh, well, again, I would have flown you there. I've never heard of this woman either. Uh, Franziska van Amsmik, uh, a German swimmer. Uh, between 1992 and 2004, so quite a long career there, to win 10 total medals. So, I mean, again, like, 
if I was to meet her and she was like, I've won 10 Olympic medals, fuck, wow. And if she said, oh, I didn't win a gold, though, I'd be like, you've won 10 Olympic medals. I mean, that's that's pretty incredible there. So, um, yeah, not to take away from those achievements, but we'll, we'll be exciting to see if Emma can do it tomorrow uh, in, in the 50, of course. But, I mean, that, re- that medley relay, Colin Hilding, if you're listening to us, you're an idiot, my friend, because this is the, the – I love how they mix it up. That you can literally have like certain amount of men, certain amount of women. Like the only thing that's in order is obviously the strokes. But like the way they kind of like that first fifth, uh, first one hundred, uh, the backstroke, like the four, you know, it was like Israel and all that sort of stuff. Well, like half a lap ahead, and you're thinking, "Fuck, how are we going to do this?" And then all of a sudden, when you realize that um, McEwen's racing up, uh, sorry, McKeon is racing up against um, Caleb Dressel, you're thinking, "Oh fuck, this is bad." But uh, it all basically came down to the fact that uh, the American girl, I think in the second leg, in the breaststroke, she lost her goggles. So Caleb Dressel couldn't make up the time. It was Bronswich. But I love it. I love just the un- how unsure you are of it. It makes it really entertaining. Yeah, I don't know what Colin's on about. I don't see anything bad about this. I haven't seen it on the track, but I imagine it's just like as exciting. I don't care that it shows like the discrepancy between like the male and, and female athletes. I think everybody understands that. Um, is just like a physiological like like fact that they're going to swim different times. And I just love the fact that you have no idea who's really ahead. It's almost like it's not a great comparison, but with the like velodrome cycling that you yeah. don't know who's ahead until you get to the split and you see them on opposite sides of the track. This is like that to like a completely different level because 100%. somebody can be half a pool length ahead and then that team's reeled in, which is just incredible. And the fact too that, you're trying to give somebody a big enough lead knowing that you've got a Caleb Dressel coming after you. Like, I love that in like the country, they're like, she'll need at least like a 10 body length lead to maintain this. Granted, she didn't have that and she maintained it anyway. So it's just, it's, I think it's so impressive and it's just such an exciting event and just a really nice way to, um, I think be like super inclusive and, and put these swimmers in the pool together and great too for like, times and breaking records and stuff because it's pushing everybody to to go so hard in this event before i go over the medal results and everything else and we'll go over the australian and canadian results i just want to pause quickly with the final heat of the men's 100 right now johan blake i don't know if you quite saw the little uh, entertaining thing you just did there to the camera that was fun but uh rowan browning news.com today used prediction of a chance of australia's medal in the 100 meters is in this heat i don't think he's going to make it out of it i'm just saying this right now um i i, I just don't have this confidence and they're away. I think this mullet that Rowan's got is uh, actually he's, he's leading right now. Rowan Blake, he's, he's li- Browning. He's, he's going to win this heat. He's going to beat him. Holy crap, news.com today. You might have predicted something. Australia won the 100 metres. 10.01 and the mullet's giving him stream on. Doesn't he look happy? Jared Loopy, get what on board. A run. <laughs> wow. <sighs> wow. I hope he gets to break the 10 in the semi. Because that would I, be so good. I think... Did, oh, the did, dirty mullet. Oh, my gosh. It's so it's, good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously he was holding him back, but the opposite. Because I think, didn't Patrick Johnson break? Because I remember it making news in the 2000s, but I think it was wind-assisted and it didn't count because there was always this thing that an Australian had never broken the 10-second barrier, but I don't know if that's ever been done since. I mean, I should really do my research, I feel, for this, but... um. Wow, I, I wish I was listening to Bruce right now. I think Bruce might need a box of tissues here. He's, he's probably blown a load. Just yeah, what a what a run! What an, yeah. what an unexpected run! Wow, well, never doubt news.com today. <laughs> you, <laughs> I mean, 
Here I am bagging them out, and what 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 can I say? You just won a heat of the. I mean, that's that's that almost beats Jess Fox's achievements, doesn't it? It's <laughs> true. Late contender for uh, athlete of the day. Wow. Yeah, I tell you what, he could be a nominee after that run. Holy just crap! Just annoy Colin. You just pick another Australian. <laughs> Well, get stuffed, Colin. <laughs> Australia's in the 100 metres. This is like if Canada won at something, what, cricket. Like if mm. Canada won at a cricket game against Australia, you'd be like, I'd give them athlete of the day. There you go. Um, God, they're going to be showing this. They're going to probably be interviewing his mum very shortly, uh, his, his dog. Um, incredible. Wow. All right. Calm down. It's not even a medal event. But uh, speaking of medal events, so there's a there's a few things that are going to be going on, and I don't think we're going to get to them by the end of the day, particularly with the athletics. But uh, let's go through this. Archery, a boil over in the archery. Korea has just wiped the floor with this. Didn't even get a medal. Didn't even get through to the medal rounds today. And uh, on our commentary, which we're going to play in just a moment, I mentioned that, uh, well, I think off air I mentioned, I thought I did on the commentary, but it wasn't, that our uh, Australian in that one, not um, uh, the, the Canadian swimmer that I got confused uh, at the time, <laughs> uh, Taylor, not Taylor Ruck, Taylor Worth, went out to a Turkish archer by the name of Met Gazoz, and uh, Met Gazoz went on to win the gold medal. So uh, I guess if you're going to lose to anyone, you want to lose to the eventual gold medalist. And that is Turkey's first ever medal in archery. Silver went to Italy. Bronze went to Japan. Uh, as I mentioned, athletics. So uh, discus is going on right now. There's an Aussie in that. We'll get to that. The 4x4 mixed relay and the women's 100 metres is all on tonight. The men's, the I mean, Kiwi now. They've had a good day. We'll mention them in a minute. Uh, the men's doubles in badminton is uh, ongoing at the moment. Uh, the women's team Sabre is on at the moment as well. The men's trampoline. Now, I caught the end of this. Uh, Ivan Litvonovich of Belarus uh, kept their dominance up in that one. Everybody's favourite name in the Olympics, Dong Dong, won the silver for China. And, oh, Brew, New Zealand won a medal in gymnastics, Brew. Schmitty, Dylan Schmidt, uh, took the bronze, which is almost as big as them winning the women's rugby sevens, which they also did today. Um, great work for New Zealand. I'll mention quickly in the judo, the mixed team is happening as we speak the final. Germany took the bronze. But, yeah, women's rugby sevens went to New Zealand, Brew. They avenged not winning gold four or five years ago in Rio. They beat the French. Uh, and the great news is that Fiji ended up getting the bronze. They beat Britain. It was a heartbreaker that they uh, ended up going down to New Zealand in the semi. But can I just say right now, Jared, Fiji are now three-time Olympic medalists. All in the one sport, but who cares? They've won two gold and a bronze, whereas a decade ago, they'd never even medaled. Yeah, such a good story. Um, speaking of, I mean, I just bagged people out talking about Paris 2024, but uh, women's... Uh, Rugby sevens team for Fiji gold medal in Paris 2024. I reckon put a little bit more, uh, yeah, put a little bit more funding and effort behind that, and um, I think that'll pay off. Can't imagine what the scene's going to be like in Suva and Nandi when they arrive back at the the bloody country. I, mean, I saw, I remember all the celebrations when the the men's team came back after Rio. They got two to celebrate now, so uh, be amazing to see that. Uh, the sailings, uh, sailings. Our first medal in sailing has been uh, awarded today in the men's RSX and the women's RSX, which I think is just a fancy term for windsurfing, isn't it? This is uh, what I think they awarded today. Uh, the Dutch won the gold in the men's with Kieran Badlow, and in the women's it was China Junju. 
Lu took that one. France got silver in both. China got the bronze in the men's and Britain got the bronze in the women's. In the shooting, the 50-meter rifle three positions. I much prefer the four, to be honest. Um, China, oh, sorry, no, I'm looking at the wrong one. Uh, Switzerland, Nina Christian took the gold in that one. In an Olympic record, beat uh, Russia's Yulio Zikova and uh, Yulio Karimova of Russia got the bronze there. And in the mixed track team, Australia... Both our teams were one point away for the bronze medal shootout. Unfortunately, couldn't quite make it. But, uh, Jared, let's just hold up here. Let's take a step back and get excited because gold went to Spain. Fatima Galvez and Alberto Fernandez. But San Marino got the silver. You talk about Fiji doubling up. Our girl, Alessandra Pirelli and Gianmarco Berti have backed up the bronze the other day. Party time in San Marino. Jared, who cares about Eurovision? They've found their calling. Yeah, wow. I just, what a country. I just am imagining, like I said the other day, Valentina, she was celebrating that bronze, but now the silver, she's going to bid surely to uh, go back to Eurovision next year. And like I said, when they win, uh, we will definitely see some form of shooting in the um, halftime entertainment. And if they're not playing her, they're playing that Say Na Na song that actually <laughs> made it through to the final. I had that stuck in my head the other day when they won the bronze. I'm like, God, I couldn't think of any of her songs. I was just thinking that Say Na Na. Uh, bronze went to the US and that one who had a very good meet in the uh, trap shooting. Uh, in the swimming outside of uh, Kaylee McEwen's gold and the other Australian medals, uh, Caleb Dressel, uh, took the gold, and uh, what, a, what a unit he is. I think we were uh, commenting on him just as uh, we were about to go. Another world record, too, if you don't mind, in the 100 Butterfly. Our happy Hungarian, Christoph Malak, took the silver. He was happier winning the silver than he was the gold. He smiled. And uh, a Swiss bronze. Switzerland had a decent day today, but bronze in swimming? Do they even have swimming pools in Switzerland, Jared? I don't know. Roger Federer provided a few with all his success. Just popping up in all these like weird events. They did really well in the the uh, women's hundred meter sprint yeah. as well. I think they got two through to the two final, the which final. I'm just like, where did, where has this come from? So um, clearly the uh, Swiss are just branching out in what sports they're willing to participate in and do good at. Yeah, I, I've got to say, I, I'm going to quickly look this up to see if Switzerland have ever medaled in swimming before. Because I mean, again, I wouldn't ever think swimming is a sport they do. They apparently did. They've won a bronze previously to these Olympics, so they've now won two bronzes in the history of the Olympics. And for athletics, they've never won a gold. They've won six silver, two bronze. Their number one sport, Jared, gymnastics. Mm. Uh, 49 of their medals have come in gymnastics. Uh, of course, they're, uh, oh, no, actually, they've won more summer medals than winter. That's surprising. But uh, they've still won a shit ton in the winter. That's very surprising. I would have assumed Switzerland would have won a lot more when it comes to uh, the winter games. But uh, there you go. Um a great job for them. I like that. Uh, Kate Ledecky, as we said, took gold in the 800. The silver went to Italian Simona Quadrella, Quadrella. Uh, I'll, I'll get these names right eventually. And the mixed four by one that we've already mentioned, the gold went to the Brits. China took the silver and Australia got the bronze. The women's singles in the tennis is happening right now. Do we have an update on any of that? Um, nope. The bronze medal match is on right now. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, being concluded. I'm hoping that my girl Belinda can break the Ben Waterworth curse and win a gold. Um, you know. Oh, actually, no. Breaking news. Uh, Ukraine have won the bronze in the uh, women's singles. Alina Svitlona has beaten Elena Rybenka. Uh, one six seven six six four. Did you catch any of it, Jared? Are you sort of keeping an eye on the 7-plus app at all? Or? Uh, I haven't really been, yeah, following the tennis today. Um 
But yeah, that's a good result because I feel like Svitolino, I thought she was going to win the whole thing and when it was getting down to it and she was kind of the only seeded player really left. Um, so I'm sure she's happy with a bronze medal. Belinda Bencic and Markita Von Drosova uh, to come in that one very, very shortly. Triathlon, I uh, caught a bit of that this morning. Uh, the Brits won the gold. Another gold for... Uh, actually, no, that's Jonathan Brownlee's first because he always got beaten by his brother, didn't he? So, uh, good. To, I mean, look... I'm usually anti-Team GB, but uh, I'm glad to see him because I know he's always overshadowed by his brother. Uh, the US got the silver in that one, and France took the bronze. And uh, for the weightlifting, uh, the men's 81 kilo went to China, Zhu Zhonglu, an Olympic record over the Dominican Republic's Zacharias Bonat. What a name. To look that up, I didn't know if Dominican Republic had ever won an Olympic medal before. They've actually won multiples. So uh, there we go, me judging Dominican Republic. Never have done well at the Olympics. And Antonio Pizzolatta, what an Italian name uh, for Italy, took the bronze. The men's 96 kilos is uh, happening as we speak. I know there's a Canadian in that final. So uh, I can tell you that the Canadian, of course, is Bodie Robert Santavi, and he's currently sitting uh, third last. So um, not looking like a medal for Canada in that one today. So the medal tally uh, right now as we speak, of course, with still a few events to come uh, while we're recording, will probably happen after we have stopped. China on top, 21 gold, 12 silver, 12 bronze, 45 in total. Japan still in second, 17 gold, 5 silver, 8 bronze, 30 in total. USA third, 16 gold, 17 silver, 12 bronze, 45 in total. They're leading the total medal count, the, the count there, if you go, the Ben Wardworth model. Rock, uh, fourth, 11 gold, 15 silver, 11 bronze, 37 in total. Australia still sitting in the top five, 10 gold, 3 silver, 14 bronze, 27 in total. Canada, oh, they not only dropped down to 12th, they've dropped to 12th because New Zealand Brew have jumped into the top 10. Uh, they are 10th. Four gold, three silver, and three bronze. Canada, three gold, four silver, five bronze, 12 in total. I, I just feel that I, I, I'm not confident of a top five, Jared. I'm really not. I feel, I mean, looking at this, South Korea, Taekwondo still to come, so there's going to be a bunch for them. The Brits surely have got a bunch still in the bag. France are generally good. Germany, good. And the track cycling, we know the Netherlands mm. are apparently going to shit all over everyone. So, I mean, top 10, I think, is very much doable. But uh, I, I doubt top five, right? Yeah, I feel like if we want top five, we've got to have a really good um, meet at the, uh, the track cycling. And I feel like that's something that really, like, the Brits are always up there as dominating that kind of section. And considering they're already so close to us on the tally, I think that's probably where they'll they'll be able to pull ahead. Yeah, but look, you know, it's it's still been a, a good games, and uh, we should mention actually for the swimming at least that uh, this is now our most successful. We've we've overtaken uh, what we had in Sydney, believe it or not. We've now won uh, seven gold, I believe, in the pool. Uh, which is equal with Athens, which is our most successful ever Olympics outside of Australia. Melbourne, we won eight gold. So essentially, uh, if we can win one more gold tomorrow, we will equal Melbourne for eight gold, which I, I kind of felt we won more in Sydney than that. Which, I mean, that can I just point out, that goes to show how well our team did overall in Sydney. If uh, we won less than seven gold to win 15 gold medals, and uh, maybe, I, I'm guessing off the top of my head, six of those must have been then from um, swimming. So that's that's pretty good. Sydney, we spread the love there. Whereas Melbourne, I think we won off the top of my head, was that 14 gold, 13 gold? So the majority of them was in the pool. So, I mean, that's good to see, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Well, I'm hoping this will be similar in that we can do great in the pool, but also spread the love elsewhere. 
Because the Athens we won 17. That was our most we've ever won. Uh, 16 we won in Sydney, sorry. 15 in Melbourne and 17 in Athens. I know this. Um, so 10 gold that we won. But I remember Athens was very good in the track and cycling. I think we won about... Uh, Ryan Bailey won a couple. Anna Mears at least won one. So, uh, yeah, different different days back in the cycling going on there. Um, let's go over how other results went for Canada and Australia. Actually, no. No, 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 no. Let's go to our commentary, I feel. We, we forgot about it the other night. We need to get into this because you need to hear us calling... You need Jared calling a gold medal now before i cut to this jared um tell tell me about your excitement levels of uh sitting next to us in the commentary box here at the uh, tokyo aquatic center well there's nobody else you'd rather co-commentate with uh knowing i feel i felt a lot of pressure knowing the previous results uh when it was just uh yourself and colin commentating um but i think that i added a lot to this one and um may have helped uh australia's uh overall results in the end i think well let's be honest colin and i had both times had gotten the uh, off the podium quinella this time around we got the off the off the podium trifecta basically a medal for each of our hosts so uh let's cross uh, now to the tokyo aquatic center to hear our call of the women's 200 meter backstroke final Welcome back to the Tokyo Aquatic Center for the third race that stops the nation. It is the women's 200 meter backstroke final. So exciting to be here for our last time at the pool. And for the first time at the pool, he's finally gotten over his fear of chlorine. It is a pleasure to welcome Munich runner-up in that thing he did, Jared Lubick. Jared, welcome to the Aquatic Center. Thank you. It's lovely uh, to join for some pool commentary. Um, fingers crossed uh, that I don't upset uh, the trend of our um, swimming commentary in well, the results in this one. I've got to say, joining us in the commentary box is the man who's already been referred to as Canada's silver specialist. It is, of course, Colin Hilding. Colin, welcome back. And uh, another pumped up night you are here for this event. Absolutely, and this isn't the race that stops two nations, this is a race that stops four nations because there's only four nations in eight spots. Has that ever happened before, Ben? You're the, you're the expert here. Has it happened since Munich, Jared? Do you remember this? Uh, I think in Munich it was just the one country. Yes, <laughs> Germany only allowed there. Uh, I believe it hasn't happened since Antwerp because everything happened in Antwerp, we know that. But uh, here's uh, the great Canadian hope right now. Kylie Mass takes off the uh, jacket there, gets ready to swim. Of course, you don't want to swim with the jacket on. But, uh, yes, four countries in this event. We have China versus USA versus Canada versus Australia. Kaylee McEwen, the reigning champion in the 100. Kylie Mass, the reigning silver medalist in the 100. We've got Emily Seabom in lane four, the fastest for Australia. And everybody's favourite food, Phoebe Bacon in lane five for the US. I'm telling you now... If Kaylee, Emily, Kylie, or Taylor can't win, I'm going for the bacon. And also a special shout-out in lane three to Ryan Elizabeth White, the very first swimmer from the state of Utah. So there you go. Get on the Mormon bandwagon. Get on the jazz. But just a bit of pressure here to add that Australia and Canada have never won a gold medal in this event. Australia has only won one medal in this event back in Barcelona. Nicole Stevenson took the bronze. Whereas Canada, Donna Gurr, bronze in Munich. Nancy Garapak, oh, Montreal, bronze. And, of course, Kaylee's hero, Elaine Tanner, silver in Mexico. She went back-to-back silver in the 100 and the 200. Uh, we're going to throw to Jared in just a second here, but, uh, Colin, final thoughts before we uh, hand over the reins here to Jared to take us for the first 100. The only thing I can think of is what is Phoebe's number to Kevin Bacon? We'll have to find out during the race, but they're on the blocks. They're about to jump into the pool. 
And of course, as we know in backstroke, they're allowed to jump in the pool. This is a bit of an advantage for our backstrokers. And look at the shoulder blades there on Emily Seabom. I haven't oh, seen shoulder blades like with those. Yes, very, very significant shoulder blades. But there's the whistle into the pool. Jared, oh, I'm going to hand over drop. to you. Good you, pin Jared. drop there from uh, Emily Seabom. That's what you want to see. Okay, they're getting set up on the blocks. Important to get a good start. Uh, if you get a slow start, you're pretty much out of it. Although that is the Australian's uh, way of racing, to get a slow start and catch up. Here they go, up on the blocks. And they're off. They're underwater, doing the kicks. And they've breached the surface and they're up and stroking. Uh, looks like the Americans got a good start. Uh, Kaylee's looking great there in lane two. And they're stroking Kaylee's a bit ahead of the rest of the field. This is good at this point in time. The Americans sitting about in second. Canadian in lane one doing great. Harley Mass looking good. And as they touch the wall, it is Kylie Moss. Kylie Moss in the front. Uh, followed by Kaylee McEwen and then an American in third. And Kylie Mass has got a good lead here. She's up. She's, the stroke rate is good. She's ahead of the pack by about half a body length here. So first 100 looking good for the Canadians. Australia sitting in second. America in third. Emily Seabomb, I don't know what she's trying to do here. Uh, but she's going to have to come back here with a fast second 100 if she wants a chance at the medal. Kylie Mass is splitting the field at this point in time as we hit the 100 meter mark. And off the wall in Kylie Mass or Moss, depending on what kind of pronunciation you have is still in the lead and uh, Emily Seabom or Seabom is slightly behind. Um, Taylor Ruck is actually somewhere in there as well. She's a little bit distracted and falling behind as she's currently competing in the archery as well. Uh, we'll see if she has better results there. Kylie's still in the lead as we come up to the final 50 meters. Oh, this one's gonna be close. This one's gonna be close. The race is over. The race is over. Something happened. No, 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 it's still booked. Ben, take it. Wow, the last 50, we've got bouncy, less bouncy and beautiful and smooth. Kylie Moss has the beautiful and smooth. She's got a half a body length over Kaylee McEwen here. Could this be a famous victory not only for Canada but for off the podium? But Kaylee's pouncing. Kaylee's getting the arms flowing. She's got the bouncy going. She might be in front right now. This could be history making for Australia. It could be back to back golf for Kaylee. She said fuck yeah the other day. And right now, you know what we're going to say? You know what we're going to say? You know what we're going to say? Fuck yeah, gold for Australia. Silver for Kylie again. And Italy, Seabomb. She get the bronze, I have no idea, but it is the off the podium Quinella once again. And Kaylee McEwen, you are a superstar. Jared Lumen, golden bronze for Australia. Oh, amazing. I mean, the gold was incredible, but Seabomb, how did she get that bronze? I'm going to come on all these episodes now. I've like up to the medal tally in these swimming commentary. Sorry, America, but uh, go home. No bacon wow. for the Americans today. No, Phoebe did not bring home the bacon, but Colin Hild and Kylie Mass nearly brought home the bacon. She led 80% of I that know. race. And, you know, this Kylie versus Kaylee. This is like the battle of the ages. This is Godzilla versus Kong. You know, one will win one time, one will another time. You never really know who the clear-cut winner is. This is going to go on for decades and decades. They will be into their 70s and still racing, just probably not in the Olympics. Now, I'm just sending a special note over to our broadcast partners on Channel 7. How about we pump uh, Kaylee's tyres a little bit more? She has won double gold here. Ariane won double gold. I love me, my local Tasmanian, but Kaylee McEwen, take a bow. She's won the double. This has only been done about four times in Olympic history. Australia never won a gold medal in this event. But i got to say, I appreciate this one a lot more than Ariane's because... 
I'm personally a little bit uh, biased against uh, Kylie Moss just because I wasn't on the episode, so I, <laughs> I need to I need to say it that way. But take a look at Emily Seabom here. Between the two Americans, you never want to be between two Americans unless you pay some good money for it, and just gets the touch there. Gold and bronze for Australia, and that is a tenth gold medal They're for Australia. They're going in for the kiss. Oh, no, oh. they missed. Now, well, that's the only thing they've missed here. And, Colin, how, how's Canada feeling? Because Kylie really probably should have taken that one. She did choke at the end. Uh, she did. She cambled it. Uh, but you saw right there her at the American Swimmer just patting her on the back. They're there. They're there. It's oh, okay. Been there, done that. Fourth place, face. that's our place. You can take it now, America. Well, let's take a look at the final results right now. Confirmation. Kayla McEwen is a double Olympic champion in both backstroke events. Beats Kylie Moss ahead of Emily Seabom. It was a Ryan Elizabeth White for Utah. Fourth place there. While uh, at the end, it was uh, our bacon-loving friend herself, uh, Phoebe Bacon, taking home fifth place. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure calling this with you at the pool. Let's cross back to Ben, Colin, and Jared. That's his name. Back at the Off the Podium Studios. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ben. That was a good call. And I have to say that, uh, obviously, I don't listen to myself when I throw back to three of us when there's only two of us. And sorry for getting your name wrong there, Jared. Apparently, I just uh, I don't know who you are anymore. But uh, All good. Yeah, it, it happens. All right, let's go through some results. So we'll go through Canada's first. As we mentioned, Kylie Mass got a, a silver medal. Uh, her, I should obviously mention she broke her own national record as well, the Canadian national record, by half a second, if you don't mind. So good job there. Taylor Ruck. Switch from the archery, as you heard Colin say, and ended up finishing sixth in that final. Um, Brent Hayden is getting a lot of press in Canada. I've seen a lot of him on social media. Uh, had a comeback from uh, swimming, his return to the pool. Uh, made the semis of the men's 50-metre freestyle, but did not advance to the final ninth. A tie for ninth overall, so just missed out there. Um, athletics, as we already mentioned, Andre de Grasse right now has done very well in the uh, 100 metres. Uh, sadly, two women in the women's 100 metres, uh, Kamika Bingham and Crystal Emmanuel, did not make it through to the final. Um, Sage Watson has made it through to the semi-finals of the 400 hurdles. Uh, Noel Montcalm did not. And meanwhile, in the men's 800, Marco Arop and Brandon McBride uh, were competing. Arop won his heat through to the semifinals, while McBride did not. In the archery, Crispin Duenas was out in the quarterfinals. In boxing, Tamara Tabolt, uh unfortunately did not win through. That's sad. I didn't see that result until now. So uh, she unfortunately lost in a bit of a rout, 5 nothing on points, and uh, will not go through to the middle round. Uh, diving, Jennifer Abel and Pamela Ware in the three-meter springboard. Uh, Abel made it through to the final in third, while Ware did not make it through, unfortunately. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, Bodhi Santavi is in the final right now, the men's 96 kilos. It's going on right now. Canada in the mixed team triathlon uh, finished 15th. In the golf, Corey Connors and Mackenzie Hughes are both tied for 17th. Good for them. Uh, rugby, the women finished 9th. They beat Kenya in the ninth place playoff, as you would expect. Um, sailing's happening, uh, and that's about it. <laughs> so, like, again, just sailing is just what you think about, and then all of a sudden when you realize, oh, we're actually winning gold! Yay! Literally will be forgotten about 24 hours. Like, they don't show the sailing replay 100 times during the day, do they? <laughs> No, all they've, all they've replayed is just the, the comments of, oh, he just has to get out there as long as he doesn't get disqualified. It's already in the bag. Um, oh. So, yeah, I didn't even know what 
replay we're going to get of that, if anything. You, you, you watch him get disqualified tomorrow. <laughs> but we should mention, yeah, Matt Wern is uh, in an unassailable lead. Uh, he will win the gold third in a row for Australia in the laser class. So pretty exciting there. But uh, I can see here in the, the race today, he was eighth. Um, so, yeah, cool. But he's won a lot. And uh, our Cypriot friend who was in second has dropped to fourth. It's now going to be look like a bronze to the esteemed sailing nation of Norway. Her man, Thomas Gard, currently sitting in the silver medal position, while Tonchi Stipanovic of Croatia. They're having a good games, Croatia. We really haven't mentioned much of them, have we? But uh, good for them. Um, all right, for the Australians, as I mentioned, uh, Taylor Worth went out in the quarters of the archery. Now, in athletics, oh God, celebrations. The streets of Australia are going crazy for Rowan Browning's win in the, <laughs> in the heat. I mean, stop press. This is the number one moment of the games. Uh, in all seriousness, it is actually pretty exciting to see an Australian win a 100-meter race at the Olympics. So uh, good for that. Um, in the long jump now, Henry Frayne, uh, last time I checked, was in 11th. Uh, now looking like that, has he made it through? I believe I he missed think... out. Yeah, I'm seeing here. Yeah. yeah, it does look like he's missed out. Okay, that's a shame. But uh, they called him the Frame Train. So not quite as good as Jumping Giants Time to Fly that we had in Sydney, but uh, still we'll go with that one. Um, in the men's discus, uh, Matty Denny is currently in fourth in the final. He's uh, thrown a 66.15. So uh, we'll keep an eye out on how that is tracking. Is that correct, or is that that's the um, no, that's the qualification, isn't it? Well, sixty-five point six, sixty-five point nine four, I think. But yeah, sitting in fourth. Oh, he is in fourth. Okay, all right. So I was. Oh, yep, yeah, I've got the right screen up now. So he's in fourth. Sweden first and third in that, and Austria currently in second position um in the men's pole vault good news curtis marshall is through to the final he jumped to 5.75 which of course is a qualifying height so uh he is through which is exciting um the women's 100 meters we should have mentioned uh yesterday that uh, yeah no we did mention that didn't we never mind i uh, don't need to repeat that uh, i'm doing very well here with going through all of this um, Danny Stevens, unfortunately, did not make it through to the discus final. Uh, of course, former world champion in that event, but I believe she's had some pretty significant injuries uh, and sort of has come back through. They were talking about her having a split disc in her back only about a year or two ago. So I've heard even make the Olympics is a great result in itself. As I mentioned in the, uh, the shooting uh, in the team's trap, both of our teams uh, unfortunately missed out on the medal round by a solitary point. Um, in the other shooting event today, the qualification for the women's 50-metre rifle three position, um, and we did have an Australian in that one, Katarina Rose Kalpolis, Kalplos, uh, 36, she finished in that one. Trampolining, uh, we had Nozzy make the final, Dominic Clark, who was on a bit of a good run, but he unfortunately uh, stuffed the landing and kind of fell off the mat, and he ended up finishing last in that final. But good to see you make the final as well, even though we got beaten by a fucking Kiwi. Um, in the mixed triathlon, ninth for Australia. A bit of a disappointing triathlon uh, event for Australia. Right? We're, we're generally one of the best in the world. What's happened to us in triathlon, Jared? It's one of those ones where I always expect us to do well and it just feels like it. Like we we did when the event was first kind of introduced. We were up yeah. there, but it just feels like lately it's just... I always get my hopes up. And even after the results of the individual, they kept just talking up the team's event. And I think the female athlete too, she's like, oh, well, I saw that I wasn't going to win this. So I just 
kind of uh, like phoned in like the run because I knew I had the, the mixed teams event coming up. So it felt like everything was gearing towards that. And just I like, I arrived to it late and I just don't even get to see the Aussies because they're not in the lead, <laughs> in the leading pack. I'm just like, Oh, well, they're in there somewhere. <laughs> I set my alarm. I wake up, I turn on the TV. I see Britain winning. I literally fell back asleep. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't see Aussies either. Can I just point out right now, channel seven already on to it. Their third replay of Rowan Browning uh, winning. <laughs> like literally right now I'm staring at uh, Hamish and that's not Tams and Manu, unless Tams and Manu's gotten a lot more attractive over the years. Um, but um yeah, wow, good on you, Channel 7. Um, good news in the cycling BMX. I was loving this. This is what I was expecting skateboard to be. Maybe this is what the second skateboard event will be, but this is literally what I thought skateboarding would be. This uh, BMX freestyle is fun as heck to watch. Logan Martin was the number one seeded runner for tomorrow, but I didn't get the point of today because nobody didn't make the final. Like, everyone made the final. Like, there's only nine competitors. So what was the point of this, Jared? Yeah, this is one to pencil down for that episode where we just talk about certain sports and the way they're set up and run because this to me is just stupid. It's just determining what order they go in in the final. And like, well, just does it does it really matter like that much? I know there's an advantage seeing who goes ahead of you, but in this, the order was just based on their world ranking. Surely you can just use that for the final or otherwise make this cut half the field out. It was yeah. just weird too, like, I saw the the American who just did like nothing, and but there was no explanation as to why. Like they're like, oh, th- something's gone wrong. There's been an issue there. He just didn't do like any tricks. Basically, I think scored like a six, and then the next round like a one. Yeah, and they just didn't ever find out what the deal was with that. I'm like, okay. Yeah, because isn't it in the the winter the the half pipe in the snowboard? You I think you only have like six in the final, don't you? So why can't you mm. like cut this nine down to six or something like that? Because you're nine people, you got a one in three chance of already winning a medal. But yeah, Logan Mark number one. I'm just looking here at uh, our screen right now in the athletics. We've got uh, Matthew Denny. Is this a replay? Because this doesn't look live on my timing screen. I'm guessing that is a replay. Um, 65.94 is his best throw, as you mentioned, and that looks like that's just a replay. So I got a bit excited. Of course, it's a replay. I'm watching Channel 7. Uh, but in the women's uh, BMX freestyle, Natalia Dame, is it? Or Deem? Uh, she's fifth seeded for that one tomorrow. So uh, be looking forward to those. Diving, we've got a finalist in the uh, women's three-meter springboard in Esther Quinn. Uh, she came through eighth. Unfortunately, Annabelle Smith did not make it. But she's a reserve. I do like how they list here as a reserve. So I'm um, looking here. Who can uh, get out of this tomorrow? Uh, one of the Chinese divers. Come on, they win everything. Let's go with Han Wang. Yeah, come on, Han Wang. You're the second qualifier. You can bugger off. Um, and honestly, no, we need two because she's second reserver behind a Swede. Oh, the Swede can go as well. Emma Gulstrand. Don't know about Sweden and diving. That's not really words that I hear in the same sentence. In the equestrian on day two, um, with more dressage. How was that uh, teams? I thought that was yesterday. But anyway, uh, Australia, Andrew Hoy uh, was 13th on Vasily de Lassos. Uh, so there you go. Pick your game up, Andrew. Uh, Shane Rose was 24th and Kevin McNabb. I expect better from him. 25th. Come on, Kev. That's that's not up to his riding standards, is it, Jared? Not good enough. I think are we sitting... I don't know how that works out, though. We're sitting in 6th 
overall in that event with those results. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I think there's a, a New Zealander in fifth, so I'm guessing they're ahead of us. Um, in the golf, it was actually a really good day for Cameron Smith. The mullet must be working for him because uh, he's currently nine under par. He's five shots off the lead. He's in a tie for 11th place, but uh, he's coming back. Gee, Channel 7 love the golf, don't they? Like, I swear every single time I flick over to 7, mate, it's only ever showing bloody golf. Just they're getting worse too. Today, the amount of times I switched between channels and it was exactly the same thing. I was like, well, I don't understand why. Like, I why actu- are we playing the same thing? It's so annoying. Well, they're doing that now, and I think like that's kind of out of their control because uh, we had, I think, about three AFL games uh, postponed today due to the lockdown in Queensland. So they don't actually have any AFL coverage to show. So I'm right now flicking between seven two and seven mate. They're showing basketball on the same the same game on the same channels. Which I mean, that would be their excuse. But surely there's somebody there in Mission HQ in Sydney who can just whack on the seven app, or even they saying. No, the seven app sucks. This would lag. Like I've got it on my laptop and it keeps fucking lagging. So um, just put an event on without like commentary. If yeah. like that's the case, like does it really matter? Like it's better. It's people are more likely to watch it than oh, it's the same thing on both channels. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. Um, Mark Leshman is in a tie for 49th. He's uh, even par on that one. Um, just a quick update on the weightlifting. Canada Bodie Robert is lifting right now. He's uh, just lifted 178, it seems, so he's still in the competition. Uh, other Aussie results today through what I've just mentioned um, in the basketball. The Boomers got the win, 89-76, booking their spot in the quarters. A bit of an entertaining match. It was close for a while there, but uh, did you did you catch much of the Boomers today at all, Jared? I saw a little bit, and it's good to see them through because I was kind of over this story of um, what's-his-face being out of the team after oh, slipping in the showers or whatever. Yeah. Um, Mr. Toronto Raptors, I'm sad about that, but yeah, it's a bit of Which a... was, yeah, upsetting, but I feel like they just kept talking about it and it's like it's not a one person, unlike unlike the women's, it seems, it's not like a, it's not a one person, t- person team. Like this team can um, pull the weight between like all of them. And can I just say, if it was a one-person team, I wouldn't rely on Aaron Baines. I mean, we saw how the Raptors did this year. So, um, I mean, I'm sorry, Aaron Baines. You've had a good career, but uh, you haven't been playing very well. Boxing, I'm pumped. Harry Garside beat Jonas Jonas. He's through to the quarterfinals. Harry, up there with Sky Nicholson, such nice, nice person. Gold Coast Commonwealth Games gold medalist. And uh, the ballet dancer. Have you seen much of the stories here that he took up ballet mm-hmm. to work on his feet footwork? Tell you what, uh, medal or not, I want to try and get Harry on the show. He was such a nice guy. Uh, and I'd like to get Jonas Jonas on the show as well. I mean, come on, Namibian boxer called Jonas Jonas. It's up there with Dong Dong, like seriously, one of the greatest names in the Olympics right now. Uh, so great to see there. Um, in the football, whoa, breaking news, Jared Lubick, freaking... Oh, no, they lost. Oh, I was reading this the wrong way. I was about to say New Zealand are through to the semifinals. They're not. They lost to Japan on a penalty shootout. Oh, Phil, I was to have a heart attack. Uh, Japan beat New Zealand 4-2 on a penalty shootout. Oh, bro, we lost at the soccer. Um, Spain beat Cote d'Ivoire 5-2 after extra time. How do you get five? They score three goals in extra time. Wow. There's a game you need to watch. Mm. Uh, Brazil have beaten Egypt 1-0. Oh, and the other quarter between Korea and Mexico. Come on, Mexico. Uh, that is going on as we speak right now. I seriously read that as fucking New Zealand are through to the... What's going on? Um, the Hockey Roos undefeated again. Five in a row, I believe now. Two nothing over Argentina. 
It's a bit of a good result for the Hockey Roos because Argentina are one of the best sides in the world when it comes to hockey. They've got the best player in the world on their side. And I watched a lot of that game and it was very close. Argentina dominated that early, but to come back to nothing, Joe, did you, did you catch much of the hockey? I did. And I feel like more so, I suppose, our first goal came really off a mistake from the Argentinian player. So yeah. I think lucky to kind of get away with that. But the, the girls are playing really well. And the fact that they've gone through um, the group stages undefeated has to be um, a real boost to their confidence moving forward. Yeah, I'm kind of on your page there where you're saying it. I just get so nervous watching the men at the Olympics. I just really get nervous watching the Kookaburras. You can watch them any other time in the world and you know they're going to be great. But the Olympics, it's just like, oh, I just can't, I can't do this. Um, they they yeah. just have a habit too of like they'll get ahead, but they let goals in like really easily, yeah. like all of a sudden. Like I've said, they're up like 2 0 against teams. And then, well, then next thing you know, it's even all the other teams ahead. Or as we saw with Spain, like letting a team score in the last two minutes, they're just not great at, at holding out the leads that they've established early. Another Ben Waterworth curse if they don't, because I've interviewed Eddie Ockenden. I played against the guy. I've got more of a connection to Eddie Ockenden than anyone at these freaking Olympics. So, I mean, you know. Um, in the Rugby Sevens, Australia ended up finishing fifth. We beat Rock 35-7. to seven. And then in the fifth place playoff, we beat the US 17-7 uh, to seven there. So, I mean, if only we had beaten the US yesterday, maybe we would have had a chance against Britain. I don't know. I uh, don't know how I feel about that. Um, they went on to lose to both uh, France and Fiji. So, maybe I uh, spoke out of turn when I said we had the easier game against um, Sam, uh, Sam Marino, uh, Fiji. So I was looking at a different page. It would have been great to play Sam Marino in rugby sevens. Uh, and as I mentioned, of course, in the tennis, uh, bronze in a walkover and, uh, not looking good in the water polo. Uh, after the girls lost to Spain last night, the boys lost to Spain today, but a bit more of a belting 16 to five. So I think the, uh, sharks are in a little bit of trouble progressing there, but, uh, I don't think that's entirely unexpected. Uh, usually our women carry the mantle pretty well when it comes to that. Um, athlete of the day. Let's uh, let's knock this one out of the park. Now, before I get your nominee, uh, Colin has chimed in today. Uh, good to see. He's trying to, he's trying to get one. Uh, he's voted for our silver medals in the trampoline, Dong Dong. Uh, it was uh, tra- tra- China has won a medal. So Dong Dong has won a medal in every Olympic since Beijing. Uh, only qualified fifth, a bit of a surprise. And uh, Colin has then gone on to say that he has the best name ever, which I'm telling you now, like, yeah, him and Jonas Jonas, pretty much possibly the, the best. And plus Dong Dong became a meme after the last Olympics. So that's always a thing. Um, but for you, Jared, who are you thinking? Well, the two that immediately come to mind are either the um, San Marinese pair from the shooting or otherwise, uh, Rowan Browning for, for, for the 100 metres. But then this one's really tough too because I want to say as well, um, Shelly Ann Fraser-Price, but obviously yeah. she hasn't raced the final as, as we're speaking. So, uh, like, tomorrow I might have to do a Colin and pick somebody from the day before, but I feel like technically that's allowed because it was after we recorded. Now, Colin, she, would, Colin would shoot us yes. if we did that. But um, even if he's... I feel like if she wins anything, any colour medal, like it, it has to yeah. be her, but I but know. I mean, look, I will say we're going to do us we're going to, we're going to do something a little bit different this year. We we usually in, in Rio and in Pyeongchang we do kind of our wrap up episode with the closing ceremony. This time around, because uh, basically 
you're probably not going to be able to join us for the closing ceremony recap because it's going to be on very, very late and you have a real job. So you'll probably have to go. We're probably going to do an actual, just a separate wrap up episode. And I feel we need to do a, a, an athlete of the games. Um, so, I mean, she could potentially be a nominee or something like that. So I, I think we need to stick to our rules here, unless you just want to sit here for the next uh, 50 minutes and wait for it. But um, yeah, like, I, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. Like, I mean, even right now, I mean, I watched her, her semi and she basically walked it. Um, but yeah, look, I, my nominee was going to be just not even the pairing. I was just going to put up Alessandro Pirelli just for the fact that San Marino go from not ever having won a medal to having now won two. And Alessandro Pirelli has won uh, 66% of those. And I mean, I don't know anything about Gianmarco Berti, not to take away from him, but I mean, you know, the, Alessandro Pirelli must be a national icon now in San Marino. So, I mean, she was going to be my nominee, although Ryan Browning was a late... We can't do another Australian, Jared. I don't think we can do another Australian, can we? I'm No, I'm happy to pick San Marino because I do... Like we said the other day, they're an outside shot. Yeah. If Jess Fox hadn't won, like they had it in the bag that day. So, um, I think it's kind of... It's fitting and it's nice that it's come back around, uh, that it's and, an option to give it to them. And in fairness... Collins, that was Collins' nominee the other day. So mm-hmm. technically, Collins. But, but just to clarify, are we just giving it to Alessandra or are we yeah, giving it to both? Fair. I think I think yeah. Alessandra should get it. And again, not to take away from you, Jean, um, but let's be honest, um, Alessandra is is carrying your country right now. Like, I mean, I couldn't tell you who the president of San Marino is. Like, I, the only time I ever knew San Marino was is that back in the day when there were two Grand Prix in Italy, they would call one the San Marino Grand Prix, and I always thought. It was literally in San Marino. The track's called Imola, but it's not. It's not in San Marino. They just couldn't call two races the Italian Grand Prix. It's like, oh, we'll call that the San Marino Grand Prix. It's like when they had two German Grand Prix, they called one the Luxembourg Grand Prix, but it wasn't in Luxembourg. Go figure. So, um, yeah, Alessandra, good job, Alessandra. Well, round of applause. I I, I appreciate that. Um, what did you watch today, Jared? I know we've already mentioned a few there, but was there anything else that you watched that you haven't mentioned? Uh, bits and pieces of everything. Obviously, the athletics, um, the BMX, which I just said was just great. And this is, I think, what everyone was expecting from the skateboarding. I'm glad that there's not, they don't have to follow their runs with a, a big trick section. I'm glad that we're just letting them do a run and get as many tricks out as possible. Um, did catch a little bit of the uh, water polo thrashing from Spain, which yeah. uh, is a little bit upsetting. A uh, bit of the boomers game, um, the, the hockey, which was great. Um, yeah, that was about it. And then a little bit of the, the ending kind of the mixed triathlon as well, which contrary to Colin's uh, thoughts, <laughs> I think that that's one of the lesser exciting mixed events <laughs> because they're would... just they're running with the same gender and you and you don't really see they should be able to choose what order they go in. <laughs> That's that's very true. I I, this, this, I I like your idea before when you said we should do a sports episode. Um, possible other mixed gender ones. I caught a bit of the mixed gender judo. Now, they don't – like, it's not a man against a woman. Like, it's not just men throwing women around. It was kind of the mixed team. So, you would have uh, two women come out and fight, then you'd have two men come out and fight, and they'd just alternate. And it was kind of – it was very interesting. It was very quick. It was like boom, 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 get out there, fight. And judo is, is quite a quick sport. We're going to be doing some commentary during the week uh, of, of judo because it's very entertaining, actually, underrated. Uh, it makes me really look forward, actually, to the karate because this is one of these sports that I think I mentioned that I've never seen professional karate ever. 
So I, I, I did karate, I think, for like six months as a kid, but that was kind of learn how to go, yeah, yeah, whereas I've never seen it. I've not even seen the karate kid. So, like, I don't know anything about it. So I'm actually really looking forward to that. But I enjoy watching the judo. So I watched more handball because the Swedish women were playing, so I had to keep an eye on the Swedish women. Uh, they're one of my favorite teams at these Olympics for no other reason than that they're good at handball. Um, obviously the swimming, obviously athletics, BMX. I saw some of that. Um, basketball, as I mentioned, um, hockey, I saw a bunch of that, and I think that, oh, golf, I watched some golf, I just, I'm not ashamed, <laughs> I watched some golf, it's not hard to do when it's all Channel 7 showing on mate, seriously, they love the golf, like, it's always on, I had a friend message me today, since when is golf at the Olympics? <laughs> Does, like, does Seven have the rights to golf outside the Olympics or something? Is this what they're they, leading up to? A, a bid to say they that they've might. shown it so much that it's just like I feel I feel like a hypocrite because it's such a boring sport to watch. But I'm pro golf at the Olympics. I'm not one of these people who say take it. I, I think like golf is one of the biggest sports in the world. Believe it or not, it really is a massive sport. Um, mm. It's not everyone's cup of tea. But, like, at the end of the day, it, it to me, it deserves its place at the Olympics. It's, to me, it's going to be like tennis. tennis it will be like tennis in, say, ten Olymp- uh, three or four Olympics time. We've sadly, in the first two Olympics we've seen, we've had uh, a lot of the, the pros, the major players, you know, didn't go because of Zika back in the day. And then now, and it's also the format because it's match play format. I know Adam Scott's very against that, so he doesn't agree with it. So that's why you never see Adam Scott at the Olympics. And I know a lot, I think Roy McElroy is at these Olympics, but for the most part, some of the big names, like Tiger Woods has never been at the Olympics, you know, but one day I think they will. But I don't know. I, I, I'm pro golf. Jared, I wish I was a pro golfer. I'd be, I'd be rich, but I'm pro golf at the Olympics. Yeah, I think you know my stance is just as many sports as possible, so I'm fine with it there. Um, maybe it could be shortened a bit. <laughs> <laughs> just have the longest one drive. Round, one, <laughs> like, one round, yes. <laughs> get the kids the, involved. The, Actually, seriously, longest drive would be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Happy Gilmore it up, right? Yeah, trick shot round. Uh, to get points putt, from putt. the judges. That's where it's at. But that's putt, what, putt. like, you, you just need to see if, if, like, golf comes down to, like, it's probably not called a putt-off, but whatever, like like a whatever you, I don't know, tie, whatever the tiebreaker is in golf. Like, I know you hole. just play out, like, another round or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, like, that's interesting, but it's just the fact that, like, it's over, like, so many days and it's just, like, repeat, repeat, repeat. Um that I think makes it lag and is a little bit boring. But as soon as it gets close and you can focus on it and knowing that there's going to be a metal result, then I think it'll be interesting. It's uh, Yeah, I know they have an extra hole because I know Greg Norman famously would always lose in extra holes basically whenever he made a final. Uh, so, yeah, but, yeah, no, keep, keep, hashtag keep golf at the Olympics, everyone. like, And also bring back softball and baseball. Can I say, I didn't I actually see much of the baseball yet. I know there's been some baseball going on right now, but um, I saw Japan beat Mexico 7-4 today and Korea are playing the US as we speak right now. So uh, there you go. Um, now, Colin didn't send me through any CBC fails today, which I was a little bit sad about. But uh, Jared, did you have any Channel 7 goodies for the day? Uh, the only thing I had was just Bruce reacting to that American sprinter doing, doing terribly and him just saying... Um, I think Tamsin was like making up stuff and trying to like say, oh, he kind of looked like this or that. And then Bruce just chimes in with, you know what? He looked slow, <laughs> which is just such a great moment. And it was just true. This is blunt and to the point. There was this guy who they hyped up to win the whole thing and then doesn't even qualify. Just um, 
that's just such a good Bruce moment. I, I appreciated the fact that every time he would see him, oh, that bloke, bloke, bloke. And, like, Bruce isn't exactly your most manliest of men, um, but he's just bloke. I'm never, I don't think I've ever heard Bruce call Bruce. I did, like, um, Tamsin on uh, her social media today shared some pictures of her and Bruce in the uh, – I don't want to even call it a commentary box. It's a lunchroom at the Channel 7 Studios. Have you seen some of the images that, like, Thorpey and that were doing there? It's just like a trestle table with a couple of monitors on it. But uh, Bruce pulling the fashion. He's got the hooded denim jacket. Didn't know Bruce could pull it off, but good on him. Um, just a bit of breaking news here I can see in the weightlifting going on. Uh, Brody Robert Santavi is leading the men's 96 kilograms right now. Uh, he's got a 378 halfway through the clean and jerk. Uh, he lifted 200. Uh, number one ranked uh, lifter is about to go for 207 in Georgian Anton Plisnoy. Plisnoy. Yep, that guy. So, uh, But right now, Canada on the cusp, possibly of another gold and another gold in weightlifting. So that would be pretty exciting. Um, I uh, have a few. Uh, one I think I mentioned to you two off air uh, during our swimming commentary was uh, Basil talking up Caleb Dressel. Mark Spitz has won seven gold in an Olympics. Michael Phelps has won eight gold in one Olympics. Caleb Dressel going for six. <laughs> I mean, sure. And you pick people who won less and talk it up. <laughs> not people who won more. I, I really don't understand the commentators these Olympics of not understanding like that. Um, I did love Basil as well. 1,500 and 800 for Katie, 400 and 200 for Arnie. Let's call it a draw. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, again, they didn't even care. Like, neither of them cared about this sort of stuff. Um, I also appreciated, uh, I think it was to Emily Seabomb uh, that they, oh, no, it was to, it was to Ariane, the, the, the poolside guy who's generally pretty good. He, he comes across like, you're used to winning gold. This must feel pretty good. Like, she won a silver. But, like, I, d- I don't understand the, you know, you must feel good with this. But, like, Ariane was actually quite good because I think she was like, oh, I beat my personal best by, like, two seconds or something like that. So, again, like, I think even some of these swimmers are kind of just getting over the, the Channel 7 hype and everything along those lines. Oh, Matthew Denny's just thrown a 65-9-4 up to fourth right now in the discus. So uh, there you go, some news there. Um, what else do I have here? Um, oh, I like Liesl Jones talking about the uh, Nine Medal Club, to which she goes, it's a rich club, fi- not financially, but still rich. <laughs> Wanting some money, basically. One thing I will appreciate, though, with Basil is that I like it when Liesl and Thorpey get into a bit of a conversation, like an analysis of swimming and kind of that. Basil just lets them talk. Like, it's really, really good. And, like, because I have to say, Thorpey, the more these games, he sounded so bored at the beginning. But some of the insight he gives, like, he was giving insight into the butterfly today, and he's literally going, like, I'm not a butterfly swimmer, so, like, I'm only just saying this because of this, but this is what I would suggest. And, like... I, I was, like, enthralled. Like, I love it when you got really good experts because you can get these former champions and think they're going to be great, but sometimes they're just they're not that good. You'd think they would be better. But Thorpey's really bloody good. So, um, yeah, I, I really, really appreciated that. Um, I had a bit of a weird commentary moment over on the trampoline. These were not Channel 7 commentators. I think we just got the uh, IOC feed, so I don't know who this was. Um, the exact quote was, their family are deeply embedded in trampoline. No pun intended. Now, where's the pun in, in B? 
embedded in tramp. Is this like an in joke that trampolinists get? Is that what the like man of the tramp is called? The bed? Yeah, I don't know. Like this is just one of those moments where I'm like, what yeah. pun? <laughs> I know, all the trampolinists loved it. They're all having a laugh, but the general public didn't say what. There was there was one I forgot to mention uh, the other night. I think I caught some taekwondo. It was on about one in the morning, and obviously got again. It was must have been the IOC feed or the BBC feeds. He had a British commentator, and God, I wish I had wrote down some of what he said because he just had like he had puns for everything. It was like she's kicked her firm in the chest there, and she's about to kick herself into the gold medal. Like it's like he had them all written down, but they were seamless. Like, it just, it was perfect. And I, oh, I really wish I could track that down because it was so good. Maybe I'll check to see if there's a replay on the 7 app and they might still have that person's commentary. Um, I did appreciate uh, Tamsin Manu uh, at one point there. Instead of saying fabulous contest, she said fabulous cunt test, which was always um, good. And also a special note out, the, the, the guy who does the field commentary on Channel 7, he's really good. Do you remember his name? No. That, but, like, kind of, as you said before, like, it's a seamless transition, like, between him, Bruce, and Tamsin. It's really, really good. But he was talking about the long jump, and I really wish that uh, we had Colin here to kind of listen to this as well. But um, he was talking about he's worried about the quality of the sand. He was like, oh, this looks like it's it's flat off Mount Fuji, like, when it last erupted 50 years ago. And then he literally had to line, oh, sand, it gets everywhere. <laughs> I just like what it, it's coarse and irritating, and it's rough, and it gets everywhere. Um, but the, the one little thing, this wasn't a Channel 7 thing, but uh, a Tasmanian uh, journalist here for Southern Cross uh, tweeted out a photo today as a bit of a teaser. And I'm going to try and remember on Monday night to watch our news down here, Channel 7, Southern Cross, whatever you want to call it. It was a photo of Jess Fox's parents as competitors at a canoe slalom event in 1992 in Tasmania before they had like met and conceived Jess being interviewed by Steve Titmus. So the father of Ariane Titmus was interviewing the parents of Jess Fox. Now, this is a, a local journo here in Tasmania, tagged Jess and tagged Steve Titmus. Because as I've said, Steve Titmus used to be our number one newsreader in this state. Jess Fox replied and was like, holy crap, no way. So I need to see if this will be, uh, if I if I miss it on Monday night, perhaps I'll, he'll tweet it out. But uh, that was out for six degrees of se- separation and Kevin Bacon, Jared. Mm, small, it's a small world. I'm actually really concerned now that somebody's going to get all these clips of me interviewing all these athletes together and go, this guy has interviewed the following athletes and none of them since being interviewed have won a gold medal. So... There's a bit of a trend. Remember when I interviewed Mark Webber the year after he nearly won the F1 World Championship, but he choked? I'm trying to think if there's been anyone I've interviewed who has actually gone on to do something good. I'm really struggling. Sam Stoza, she won the Grand Slam before. Well, Ash Barty won Wimbledon, two, uh, two Grand Slams after I interviewed her. You know, not the Olympics, but uh, can, we, can we take that? I think so. Yeah, we'll, we'll take that. Thank you. We'll go for that. Um... All right. Well, I should really uh, go over some other things here and we can look ahead to the day uh, tomorrow because we're, we're at the halfway point, Jared. I'm a bit sad. I'm always a bit sad on like the first or well, the second Saturday because you kind of like that first Saturday is always exciting. It's the morning after the opening ceremony. You're pumped. The Olympics are here. The second one's always got that bittersweet feeling because you're kind of like, oh, man, like as much as we kind of are a bit like cool, get the swimming done with, when the swimming over, you're like, oh, like, from this point on, it's it's getting close to the end. I mean, I feel the summer's always different to the winter because the winter, like, it all just gels into one, whereas as soon as the swimming's over, you're kind of like, oh, like, how are you feeling right now halfway through? 
Yeah, it's just, it's feel, it feels like it's gone so fast. And like you say, there's that clear like delineation between like the swimming ending and that first week ending and the fact that now you're like, oh, like we're at like the halfway point pretty much. Like it's just, it's hard to think that like, it, I think especially this one that's had so much build up and the fact that it's got delayed and now it's here, but now it's halfway through and it's nearly over. It's like, oh, like then like what next? Like I suppose at least like the next lot are like so much closer um like Beijing's right around the corner but still it's just I suppose it's just enjoying this last week while it lasts and I'm looking forward to I suppose more good results let's uh say this right now I'm looking at a little whiteboard in front of me is 188 days to Beijing so uh, that doesn't sound too bad uh, so uh that'll be what like at about the uh 180 mark when we come to the closing ceremony so that uh will be pretty good just one thing actually a little housekeeping thing I should have mentioned too we we teased yesterday that Aaron Brown and Brennan Rodney would be in the 100 meters uh we actually got that wrong they're only running in the 200 we we didn't realize at a time so uh they're not running today but uh they might be in the relays we're hoping they be in the relays so we'll see how that plays out and uh obviously charlotte catholic also competed today so again the, the curse purse whatever uh speaking of curse and the purse and everything along those lines feed the dream.ca i feel like we can only send one message today and that has to be to kylie moss doesn't it oh surely yeah all right so what do we say here uh silver lining played book kylie moss uh you shine so silver backwards love otp xxoo sorry no for the no we won't add that uh all right oh input your name shit um who 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 shall we go with today dong jonas that works for me uh email colin <laughs> Hilding at, I'm not even going to hide it today, gmail.com. Everyone email him. He'll uh, accept you. He doesn't have many friends. All right, let's view some of these. I love how you just submit it before you can view uh, the the images. How about we just scroll down a few here? I've only made it to like page three of 66. So uh, let's try and make it at least a page. Socks of Soxy Socks, the New Zealand page. Okay. Uh, Carlotta, push yourself to greatness. Good one there. Um, let's see here. Josh Farley. All of the hard work, discipline, focus, and drive is amazing. Setbacks are met for comebacks. And after a wild year, go Team Canada, make us proud. Yeah, I still haven't seen one of ours yet. Um, Eric, continue to shine and rise above the rest. Sean. <laughs> okay. Uh, love from Vancouver. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sean, do it. Um, uh, they're so nice. Like, Canada's just so nice. Oh, here we go. AJ. I am AJ, nine years old, and I am charring for Team Canada. Well, better turn the barbecue down there. Uh, Andre, Lynn, and Famil, we are so proud of you. You are a great pride for Canada. Keep up the good work. You are all amazing athletes. And Annette McKinnon, clearly here for Penny Alexia. Go, Penny! From East York, good wishes to all Canadian athletes. Just want to point out ahead of tomorrow, and we'll look ahead to the day tomorrow, that uh, could be a record-breaking day for both Australia and Canada because Penny has got her last chance uh, if she does swim the 4x100 medley. And, of course, we know that Emma McKean's got this chance. So it could be tomorrow. We could have the two greatest um, 
well, for their respective countries, for Canada and Australia, and Penny Alexiak and Emma McKean. So we'll be keeping a very close eye on that. We have 25 medals uh, being awarded tomorrow, 25 medal events, I should say, which I believe is the fourth most of the games. It is third most of the games. So a uh, very busy day happening tomorrow. We have our last day of swimming, which is either a good or a bad thing, but our first day of wrestling tomorrow, Jared. The wrestlers are out there going on. I will mention, though, in the swimming, uh, keep an eye out for Australia in the 4 by 100 meter medley for men. Uh, we are in lane seven in that event after being the third slowest uh Timed in that one. Canada are in lane eight. They were the slowest in that one. Uh, in the women's 50, as I think we mentioned before, Emma McKeon set an Olympic record in the semi. She will go through as fast as Kate Campbell did make it as well. So uh, chance there for Kate to get that. Sarah so- Sostrom got it there. And uh, actually, one of my favorite names of the Olympics outside of Dong Dong and Jonas Jonas is Renomi Chroma Wajojo from the Netherlands. I mean, there's a commentator's name if you've ever had one. And I think I got that correct as well. Chroma Wajojo. Can we make her athlete of the day tomorrow just because she's got a great name? It's got such a good ring to it. It reminds me of uh, from uh, Rio, the Della Vadova go-to yes. in the basketball. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Chromo with JoJo is just uh, it's such an amazing surname and just the commentator's dream. I haven't I haven't seen much of Delavadova these Olympics. Um, I, I noticed that he signed for Melbourne United unless he gets signed up for an NBA team. I love that little asterisk. Like, yeah, I'm going to come back and play for Australia, but if I get signed up for an NBA team, piss off. Um, sad that the Tassie Jack jumpers, that was our number one uh, hopeful that we were going to get. That was our coach came out straight away. I was like, where are you, Delavadova? Clearly you failed on that one. Um, in the men's high jump tomorrow, I've got Brandon Stark, of course, uh, the Yo Pro Mojo. Uh, what are you thinking? Unless, um, unless Kyle's back tomorrow, uh, in the four by one, but, uh, last chance, Brandon. Yeah. It feels like, well, like Barty got a medal. So maybe, maybe the Yo Pro is a good thing. Well, maybe it is because two from two, they've both got medals. So, you know. Maybe it's just like, again, we, we need to be not... So maybe we're being too Australia here by claiming to break the curse, you've got to win a gold. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, and the one actually that I'm interested tomorrow in, not an Australian, not a Canadian, but in the women's shot put, Valerie Adams, Dame Valerie Adams. Sorry, she's a New Zealand icon. Uh, she won gold in Beijing in the women's shot put, gold in London in the women's shot put, silver in Rio, a four-time world champion, a four-time world indoor champion, a three-time Commonwealth Games gold medalist. This woman is seriously a national icon in New Zealand. She is one of these athletes that everyone in the country knows. So she's in the final again tomorrow. She's at the ripe old age of 36, and apparently she's got about 20 brothers and sisters. So uh, I'm sure they're all going to be cheering on from home. I wonder how that works over there on uh, Sky NZ when they're doing the coverage. I need to ask Nick a little bit more on how that's going. But uh, I'm going to keep an eye on Valerie. I've got a bit of a soft spot for uh, Mallory there. Uh, Valerie, sorry, uh, in that event now. Uh, just a quick update in the weightlifting. Canada is in. Second place. They've been overtaken by a Venezuelan weightlifter. Now, try and get this name out, Ben. Kedoma Giovan Valenila Sanchez is uh, that one there. Um, and in the shot put, it is other the the discus. It is over. Matthew Denny has finished fourth. A 67.02, but a personal best there for Matthew. Uh, five centimetres, or five millimetres is that actually, uh, off of a bronze medal. Gold went to Sweden's Daniel Stahl, silver to Simon Peterson, and bronze to Lucas Weishandinger of Sweden. Do you think I got that one correct? Yeah. 
Uh, so tomorrow, I guess, uh, what are you looking forward to, Jared? We're going to have, uh, as I said, 25 medals being decided, including uh, the, the BMX freestyles. We've got the golf and the men's. We've got some men's and women's gymnastics happening tomorrow. We'll get our gold in the uh, men's laser and sailing, so we'll have at least one guaranteed gold. The Obviously, the big, big one tomorrow is the men's 100 metres, which we will be commentating on tomorrow night's episode. Uh, I mean, a big day tomorrow happening with the Olympics. Yeah, really looking forward to the BMX. That was so much fun to watch today. And I f- it feels like we're a genuine medal chance in that, which is probably jinx it. Um, but then also, like you say, the men's 100-meter sprint, they've it's they've hyped it up so much. And I don't know if you saw the promo where they were showing Bolt winning in Beijing and then in London, then Rio, then yep. they flashed to Tokyo and put a question mark next to it. Um, so it is really the story of the moment and the fact that uh, Australia has a runner in the semifinals um, is just amazing and makes it even more fun to look forward to. And speaking of it, let's cross live now to news.com.au because why wouldn't we? The uh, steamed website that predicted he would win a medal. Their number one story right now. We have a sprinter. Browning breaks Aussie record in scorching start. Australia is lucky to even get a man to qualify for the 100 meter sprint at the Olympics, let alone dominate an opening heat in a record time like Ryan Browning did. Good job. Their second headline... Djokovic gifts Barty an Olympic medal. <laughs> oh my god, news.com.au. Seriously, never, never change. Um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the the 100 meter. It's going to be very, very interesting. Yeah, and the same boltless 100 meter is is, is a weird thing to think about because uh, I mean he did run in Athens. He obviously just didn't make the final. But uh, you got to go back to Sydney. Uh, Maurice Green winning the 100 and all the hype around Marion Jones. Remember her pre-drugs? Um, the Couldn't she win the five gold? And she, what, won three and had them all stripped off her? I did like the um, the Olympics official social media today shared the, here are your last uh, 10 women's 100-metre champions. So you're scrolling through, gets to Athens, skips, goes straight to Atlanta. Uh, so they didn't even put the silver medalist from Sydney as the winner because, what, they didn't have a photo of her celebrating? Like, come on, I'd be duped if I was the silver medalist from Sydney who got the gold. Um, so, yeah, bring that on. In terms of off-the-podium guests, big day tomorrow. Uh, well, actually, we should have had four, but, of course, uh, Aaron and Brendan aren't competing. But Kylie, should she be in the 4 by one mixed? She, uh, not sure if she's been named yet to be in the final there for Canada, but uh, she's in with a shot there. But... Last chance for our fencing friend, Mr. Max von Hustar, the team's foil tomorrow. Canada are out there. Now, I'm assuming that they will have to show this on the app because I don't think it's a matter of they have uh, all at once. And I can see here now that uh, Canada and Germany have to battle it off to uh, make the quarter. So everyone is automatically into the quarters, except obviously for the two lowest-ranked teams, which are Canada and Germany. So it's a play-in. Canada plays Germany in the round of 16. Should Canada win that one, they then go on to play the US in the quarterfinals, which, oh, like, you talk about rivalries. Uh, I mean, Canada and USA in fencing, Jared. What can we say? I mean, that that goes back to the, the days of pirate ships and just everything along those lines. I mean, that in itself is, is selling itself. Bugger uh, Ariane and bugger Katie, this is where it's at, right? Yeah, that'll be a, sh- a swashbuckling masterpiece. I do hope they uh, put on some uh, Pirates of the Caribbean in the background for that oh, one. We, 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 I'm telling you now, I'm going to hit record on that. We're going to commentate that one. And I want to see the, the I want to see the rematch between Max and Garrick. 
I want this beer sorted out once and for all. So, uh, Max, if you're happy to listen to this before you uh, compete tomorrow, I know you've uh, commented on a few of our things, had a bit of a chat with you this week. Best of luck for tomorrow. We really hope you make it into the quarters just so you can go up against Garrick and get that beer back and then make a semis for Canada. Never won a medal in Olympic fencing as Canada. So, uh, there's a good run there, hopefully. But again, you know I interviewed him, so they'll probably lose to Germany in that round. <laughs> uh, yes. Anyway, Jared, um, I want to end this now, but unless you want to wait 12 minutes to watch the Women's 100, it's entirely up to you. I'm going to leave it open to you. If you want to talk for 12 more minutes, we can we can wait for the 100 for the women uh, so we can we can talk about it. Or what, what are you feeling? I think we leave it and then we can talk about the men's and the women's tomorrow. Oh, look at you. Ever the diplomat. I like it. Exactly. Uh, thank you, Jared, though, for joining us. And it was a pleasure having you in the commentary box today. Thank you for joining us there. Thank you. It was fun. And to Colin, you lazy bastard. Um, I don't know what to say. You're sad because Kylie didn't win the goal. The curse is not in the purse. It's still out of the purse. Got to put it back in the purse and see how that goes. Uh, remember to like us on Facebook. Uh, subscribe to all of our relevant channels and follow us on the social media. Actually, right now, it's a four, this is this mixed uh, 4x400 uh, relay going on right now, which is, uh, again, Colin's least favourite event. But uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit of that tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Off the Podium. We'll speak to you tomorrow. Good night. Turn me down, turn me down, turn me down.